Ah, what a lot of fun, eh? Isn't church awesome, eh? Certainly is. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your spirit here moving among us. We thank you for your word, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. Father, we just pray that you'd breathe on your word today, that you'd bless it to us today and exalt your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in our lives, we pray, and in our midst for his glory and honor. Lord, we just acknowledge your presence and we love you being here with us. We thank you that you bring the Father's love to us and we're recipients of your love and grace, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. Well, this month we've been, uh, had the theme again from last month, Go With The Flow. It's great. I guess we often just go with the flow in life, don't we? Ruth brought a great word last week. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Wasn't that a good word? Wow. Man, she just keeps lifting the bar for me. Great to see you all getting rowdier in here. People seem to be freeing up. That's good. I love, I love all the noise and rowdiness. You know, silence dominates cemeteries, doesn't it? <laughs> Who's quiet in here? Is anyone quiet in here? Who's just trying to just be so quiet that they don't get noticed? Is that you? This is not the dead center of town. Who? Come on. It's just a thought. <clears throat> what is lacking in our world today is spirit-filled lives, eh? The problem with our world, uh, in our world today, are only going to be answered, the problems are only going to be answered by spirit-filled people. God moves through his people, brings blessing. You see, people filled with degrees and knowledge and all that, why that might be wonderful in its place, they're not going to transform the world. Some people have more degrees and more learning than more degrees than a thermometer, more learning than they need. And it's good to have learning, but sometimes knowledge puffs up. But love builds up, and our Father loves us. That's great. We feel secure in His love when His favor is upon us. You know, when my favor of my dad is upon me, it's, it's, I don't care too much about what you think, about my preaching, about my dress, or the way I am, or the way I'm a bit weird at times. I don't really worry about that too much. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not really stressed because I'm blessed. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Oh, this is fun, eh? The Holy Spirit is the most important person in, 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 in the world today. And I hope he's the most important person in your world. Yeah, he communes with our spirit. If we're born again of the spirit and of the word of God, the Holy Spirit is very important to us. It's not our favorite rugby player. It's not our favorite pop star or the person we, we look up to. It's the Holy Spirit. That's who is important. It's not the, our favorite person at school or the popular kid. You know, at school when kids get popular, you often find those popular kids and those ones that are moncho at school, you come back a few years later and you see how they're doing in life. And sometimes it's those quiet kids. The ones that aren't popular, you see them just going ahead in life. Maybe they were listening a bit more than the others and they weren't thinking about themselves and their own prestige, and, and, uh, but they were learning and being blessed. We, we, we shouldn't hang around impressive people, eh? People that are trying to impress others. If you're young here today, the Holy Spirit is your friend. He's the one that communes with your spirit and he is the most important person really in our lives as we walk in the spirit, Yes. 
when Jesus was here, he didn't look for the uh, wisest people in this world, and uh, although it's not wrong to be wise. He wasn't looking for the richest, although it's not wrong to be rich. Joseph of Arimathea was rich, and he gave his tomb to the Lord Jesus. Uh, he's not looking for the biggest people in the world, or, or those who are... You know, he comes for the, the poor, and he comes for the feeble ones. He comes for those that are less significant. And he doesn't choose the great. We see this in... Um, in, in the book of Samuel, when David was anointed, the anointing speaks of the Holy Spirit. I wonder if we're anointed with the Holy Spirit this morning. Are you anointed with the Holy Spirit? Are you filled with the Spirit this morning? Well, there was a man long ago in the book of Samuel, David, and he was the one that played on his harp, and he was the one that cared for the sheep. And uh, he was anointed by God. And I want to speak this morning about how that the anointing is that which breaks the yoke. That's the title of my message this morning. The, the anointing breaks the yoke. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. And Samuel, the prophet, came along to choose a king uh, sent by God. And he comes to uh, Jesse's house. And David was one of eight, eight brothers. And uh, he was out tending the sheep, but the other seven were there, all lined up, strapping young men that were mighty, some of them great warriors and soldiers, and Samuel went through them all, and, and Jesse brought them out one at a time. He started with the oldest. This must be the one, because he's my firstborn. But uh, no, that wasn't the one. Went through them all. No, is there not any more? These aren't, this isn't the one that God has chosen. And then he said, well, there's, there's David. He's out and looking after the sheep. He's out in the field. And so he goes and gets David, and David was the one. Little old David, eh? But God doesn't choose the great things of this world. He chooses, he chooses us. He's chosen you. Uh, he wants to fill you with His Spirit continuously so that you would be a blessing to the world. And so David was anointed. And what, how that changed his life. He was anointed as king. But then he went out. Next thing was killing Goliath. He was a small person compared with his brothers. But then he's out doing great things. And it doesn't matter how insignificant you are. God can take you up and use you for the honor and glory of his name to exalt and to honor his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in your life. Great, great people were called of God, anointed by the Spirit. Samson was one of them. There were many, many, many in the Old Testament. And they did mighty things. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. I want to read in uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 24. And it should come up on the screen. It says there, Therefore thus says the Lord God of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, that means Jerusalem, do not be afraid of the Assyrian. He shall strike you with a rod and lift up a staff against you in the manner of Egypt. Boy, remember the children of Israel under hard bondage and enslaved and whipped and beaten and are made to carry heavy burdens? Well, who's this Assyrian? See, the Assyrian is a type of the Antichrist. The Antichrist. All that comes against the Christ in us, against Jesus Christ, against the standing that we have in Him. That which is not of God, the devil, the enemy, He loves our flesh. The enemy of our souls loves to have us yoked with all sorts of burdens in our lives. All thoughts of negative things going on in our mind, our will and emotions as we live in our souls. But it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Remember that. 
How often do you find yourself trying to be more like Jesus? Yeah? There was someone else who tried to be like God once, and that was the enemy of our souls. That was Satan himself, Lucifer. And he raised himself up and he tried to be... It's no use trying to be more like Jesus. Yeah? When, when Satan tried to be like God, it was like an attempted coup. And if you're trying to be like Jesus, maybe you're attempting a bit of a coup. A takeover. I want to take the place of Jesus. You know, there's something within us that wants to do that. You know, in our in our soul. But life for us is in the spirit. Sometimes we go through many trials, and it's it's a hard journey to learn where our standing is. And I want to tell you this morning, our standing is in Christ, and that's where the anointing is and is in Him. Sometimes we try very hard to follow the book, the Bible, to even read it. Sometimes we get frustrated when we don't understand it and we say, well, God's not speaking to me. But I want to tell you this morning that the author of the book is bigger than the book. And you want to get to the author, not just to the book. Praise God. All glory, honor, life, love, light comes from Him through our Lord Jesus Christ. So here's this Assyrian. Here's these ones in Isaiah uh, 24, uh, sorry, 4 verse 24, under this yoke. And then it says in verse 27, it'll come up. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Or because, in another translation, it says, because you have grown fat. The yoke is around the neck, but suddenly we've grown fat and the yoke is broken off. Well, that's what God wants to happen to us. He wants us to grow in the Lord, in our, in our spirit. That's where our life is. And He wants us to grow strong in the spirit, to be filled with the spirit daily. And then all those things that come our way will be broken off. Because life for us now is not in our mind, our will and emotions, which go all AWOL at times, especially when you get bad news or something goes wrong. Life for us is in the Spirit. We're born again of the Spirit of God. It's not in our head anymore, in our mind. All that turmoil go on. No, going on, no. It's in our spirit. And so when we feed our spirit on the Word of God, when we walk in the Spirit, we learn to listen to that still, small voice communing with our spirit, and we walk hand in hand with the Lord day by day, we become fat and we become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And it is that anointing that comes from the Spirit that will break off the yoke from around our neck. We could deal with the yoke. We could talk about our soul and, and what you're going through today and tell me all about it and all oh, that's so bad. You're really going through a trial. Or we can just build you up in the Lord. That's what we seek to do here at Excite, to share the truth of the Word of God with you, to give you new identity, and your identity is found in Christ alone. So the yoke of oppression is broken off by the Spirit. The enemy wants to come against us. It's broken off by the anointing. Be filled with the Spirit. That's why we love to have the worship here this morning. We love to be free. We love to just move in the Spirit. You see? God, when we get saved, when we get born again, we're made alive in the Spirit, not in our heads. Yeah? And then we walk in the Spirit. 
Better felt than tout. I love it. The only thing that the Spirit of God agrees with is the things that are written in this book. Not all your negative feelings. Not, oh, I wonder if I'm going to have enough money uh, to get through this week. Or, I wonder if the kids are going to get well. Or, what is it that comes our way? I feel my husband doesn't like me anymore. Or my wife is not listening to me. Ruth listens to me all the time. Poor Ruth. She has to listen to me now, poor woman. <laughs> but that's good. No, no, she's a wonderful wife. She's got a strong voice, and I love it. It's good. My security doesn't come from my wife. My security comes from the Lord. And he's strengthened me through giving me a wonderful woman who loves the Lord. But I don't look to her for my security. My father loves me. I'm secure in his love. He loves you this morning. The Holy Spirit will not agree with all the lies that are out there. He only agrees with the Word of God. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. This book is full of the Spirit of God, the life of God. It is the Word of God. It's full of Christ. And we feed our spirit on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the living bread. He is the living water. He's the bread of heaven. He satisfies us. He's all we could never be in ourselves. But you remember when you're a teenager and you look in the mirror and you find, oh, no, I've got a pimple on my forehead. I actually had quite a few pimples. And unfortunately, they just didn't stop on the forehead either. But there you go. You know, you have these thoughts, oh, no, I've got a pimple. No one's ever going to marry you as if they want to marry the outside of you. You know what I mean? Sometimes we put too much emphasis on what is on the outside. The real heart of a person is what matters. Who they are inside, that's what matters. That's where the beauty is and the glory is. That's what you should be marrying. Looks are only skin deep sometimes, yes? Sometimes not. It's good when you've got both like me, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> no, just, just joking. Don't get insecure. Okay. Honestly, I, I just, I'm just trying to keep Reuben humble, that's all. One thing about the enemy of our souls is he thinks he owns this bit of real estate between our ears. And it's a bit sad if you um, give him ownership of it because it's not his. Yeah? You know, sometimes our thoughts are identical to his thoughts. Until we clothe our minds with the truth. The Bible says, gird up or clothe your mind with the truth. If your mind is not clothed with the truth, your, your mind is really naked. Some of you sitting here might have naked minds this morning. And your mind needs to be clothed with the truth of the Word of God. If your mind is naked, you're probably in agreement with the enemy of your soul. And it's time to come into agreement and alliance, uh, alignment with the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit. See, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And he will come on the Word of God. He will, the Word of God is anointed. You need to be established in Christ. And it's the Word of God that does that. As we read it, as we believe it, as we abide in Him. See, too many are listening to false evidence appearing real, which is really what fear is. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. 
What is it this week that you've been listening to that is false evidence appearing real? You know, it's not that spiritual. Sometimes we're busy spending a lot of time telling God all about our Father, all about the things that are not, instead of standing in what we are. Oh, this has happened and that's happened. And oh dear, you know what I mean? False evidence appearing real. That's why the Word of God is so important. The Spirit of God, our Father, is in total agreement with His Word. He honors His Word above His name. So we need to apply that to our mind and we need to clothe ourselves with the Word of God. Yes? Okay. So the anointing. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I just got three points this morning. You thought the message was finished, didn't you? They're only short. The first one, the anointing is our teacher. If we read in 1 John, the anointing is our teacher. Have you got that? The anointing is our teacher. 1 John 2, verse 27. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as he has taught you, you will abide in him. That is the Holy Spirit communing with us through the word of God. We have this, he will lead us and guide us into all truth as we read his word. As we seek and search for our Lord in the, in the Word. He is the Word. We mine in this, in this wonderful mine. We get gold and silver, precious stones, wonderful gems from the Word of God, all concerning our Lord Jesus Christ. The anointing is our teacher. I know in the morning I wake up and He communes with me. Through the day He will commune with me. Sometimes we just rest and wait. And sometimes we have to be at peace. Often. It's in the still small voice often, not the rowdy loud noise like my voice up here. Am I being too loud? Oh, good, good. <laughs> Just joking, come on. Don't get all offended. It's, a, it's okay. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. You're all right, heal them, Lord. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and he does. He speaks to us. Because a lot of the turmoil is going on in our soul. It's not really the place to live. Yeah, we, we live out our life through our soul and through our body, but really for us, the whole foundation of our being is our spirit. We've been made alive in the spirit. See, God has given us his word, and we need to be in, it, in his word until his word becomes our words. And I really love what our sister and brother brought along this morning. Writing out the word of God, not using the C word and actually declaring the word of God over our circumstances. That was powerful. We are in agreement with the word of God, not our circumstances, yes? That's why it's so important that we're in his word until his word becomes our word. Yes. Glory. What are your words like? Are they Jesus' words? Just giving you a little gentle prod here. You know. You know what you've been saying. And I'm not talking about the F word. Because I know no one here will be using that. That's faith, 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 the F word. What do you... No, you'll all be using that. You'll all be using faith. Come on. Fear. Fear, that's what it was, yes. What were you thinking of? I, I'm talking about just words that are just negative. Nothing goes right for me, you know. How am I going to be able to pay for the groceries, you know? I haven't, even, I haven't got enough. You have got enough. Just wait for your miracle. Look to your Father. You've got more than enough. 
Blessings coming your way. You're too blessed to be stressed. Holy. Just about coming alive with my own preaching. 1 John, I am alive. Amen. Good word. Live again, live again. Fool me again, Lord. 1 John 2 verse 20 and 21 says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and no liars of the truth. The anointing is our teacher. That's where our knowledge comes from, through the Holy Spirit as we read the Word of God. It's not empty religious knowledge. It's when we receive a word, a rhema word or a word that comes alive and jumps out of the page to us and we get a revelation about something and we just skip and leap for joy because suddenly that word has been spoken into our spirit, not our head. If it's spoken just into your head, you're going to tell someone else where they're wrong and you're right and uh, we'll get into a big argument over doctrine, yeah? But we're not going to do that here, are we? The second thing is that the anointing gives us joy. There's a lot of joy in this house here. Don't you just love the children coming up free to enjoy themselves, be who they are in all their innocence and just having joy and enjoying it and dancing around? Are you able to be like one of those children and come up the front here and dance around? Or are you all bound up in yourself and you're too self-conscious in your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions? Oh, I can't go up there. I'm too shy. That's how I was like when I was at school, high school. I hated doing speeches. I was the last one. I'd get a detention before I got up and gave a speech. <laughs> then I'd write something out of encyclopedia. I couldn't write. I'm not very good at writing stories, eh? Or telling stories. Or... But there you go. I didn't think I was. I'm not afraid now. Things have changed. I've got the joy of the Lord. And the anointing gives you joy. Psalm 45. I love Psalm 45. The psalmist is speaking everything about what he has made concerning the Lord. All the things that he makes of Jesus. He says, I speak of the things that I have made touching the king. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. I've spoken about that before. Make something of him. Come to the word of God. He is precious. All that he is is all that I am. Yeah. Whoo! That's how precious he is. I don't have anything without him. But I stand in him. I build my life on the rock. I'm in him. God has placed me in him. Glory to God. Psalm 45 verse 7 says... Speaking about Christ, it says, And you loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Anyone standing in Jesus, standing on the rock, will love righteousness and hate wickedness. Yeah, what is true about him will be true about me. There won't be corrupt communication coming from out of our mouth or wrong attitudes in our family. We will love righteousness and we will hate wickedness. Therefore, it goes on to say, God... Your God has anointed you. There's that word anointed again. Anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. How wonderful. The anointing gives joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. A merry heart does good like a medicine. We take our, in the spirit, we take our medicine daily. We rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Yeah? God's people, the Lord's people are happy people. We are free people. We go with the flow. Yeah? I'll just put that one in. Yeah, yeah. Of course we do. Come on. <laughs> There's something in that, eh? There really is. Going with the flow, eh? The flow of the Spirit. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. What's flowing out of you? Out of your spirit, your wider. 
Yes, so the anointing is our teacher. The anointing gives joy. Number three, the anointing brings deliverance. This is a good one. Luke 4. Jesus is speaking in the temple when he reads this out. And he says, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he says, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the release of captives. That's what we're anointed to do, preach the gospel. Go out during the week, be the gospel, be the good news, bring the love of the Father to the people that don't know it. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I hope when people see me, they see the Father. I hope people, hope people when they see you, have seen the Father. When your neighbor comes up and you just bless them with your words and believe for the best in them and encourage them when they're worried and concerned. Yeah? Preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim. And by the way, the gospel is good news. It's not bad news. Not a choice between heaven or hell for eternity. The moment you tell that to an atheist they, 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 and they don't know, they've never heard that before, they're not going to be very happy. You're not going to give them much joy. Yeah? But if you tell them all about what God has done for them through the Lord Jesus Christ and the great victory and how that he's given the free gift of righteousness and how he will establish them in, in perfect righteousness, if you share the good news with them, all about what, how much God loves them, what he's done on their behalf through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, it will be attractive to them. Preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives. I want to proclaim that today. No matter what you're in bondage from, you are released. Jesus has paid the full price. It is finished. You might be beating yourself up, but stop doing it. Release yourself. Sometimes it's ourselves that are our biggest enemy. There's all this turmoil sometimes going on in our mind and our will and our emotions. It's our soul. And your soul needs to be saved, but it cannot be saved unless you have life in the Spirit. And, that, and it's the anointing that comes into your spirit that'll break off the yoke through your soul and put a smile on your diet. It'll come out through your body. We're triune beings, you know? Three parts to us. Spirit, the most holy place. The soul, our mind, will, and emotions that we think is hidden from other people. But then there's our body that is there and everyone can look at that's why I put on lipstick and makeup and all that sort of stuff. And, and a new shirt. And get some nice shoes and jeans. Try and look trendy, you know what I mean? Do you do that, Ian? Not to that extent. <laughs> That's a good word right there. Hallelujah. But we're free. Praise God. So, he sent us to proclaim release to the captives. I don't feel in bondage anymore. And recovery of sight to the blind and to free those who were oppressed. Praise God. It is the anointing that brings deliverance. The anointing is our teacher. The anointing gives joy, and the anointing brings deliverance. And we have the tr this treasure in these earthen vessels. That's the amazing thing about it. It is the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of our Heavenly Father, Yeah, dwelling in these earthen vessels. He made man from the dust, but now he's made, he's made us with the Spirit. And when we get saved, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he, we come alive in the Spirit. We don't have a mere existence in our soul anymore, getting tossed to and fro with every, everything that comes our way. There are trials, there are tribulations, but when all, the, all of them are said and done, we're more than conquerors because we're standing in Christ on the rock. And it looks a little bit like this. It's like David said, 
in, 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 in Psalm 23. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. There you go, there's a good paddock for you. That looks like a paddock to me, doesn't it look like a paddock to you? No, no, it's not miserable at all, Ian. The sheep, the sheep have already been there. Look at this. <laughs> Someone's been lying down there. That's, that's yours, Mel. Yours and Lance's. I think you've been laying down there. Just hand that round. I don't know. It could be yours, but hand it round and just see if that's yours. Is that yours, Jan? Have you been? You, you haven't been laying down there. Maybe it's yours, Andrew. Do you want to pass it round anyway? Pass it round the room. Have a look at it. <laughs> Just check it out and see if it's yours because I hope it is because I hope you've been laying down there with the Lord in these green pastures. This is where Christ is. It's just an illustration. But if we stand in Him, it's where the blessing is, okay? Where are you standing? Where are you standing? See, if we read through that wonderful psalm, and this is David who we started out talking about who was anointed as king. That's why he was anointed and not his older brothers. He knew where he was supposed to be standing. Yeah? This is where I want to stand. Where Christ is. In Him. On the rock. It's turned into a rock now. Sorry, it's a green rock. I hope you're following this, eh? <laughs> and what it says when we're standing there, it says of, of the Lord, he, David said, Goodness and mercy will pursue me and hunt me down all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy will follow me. The goodness of God, the blessings of God will follow you if you're standing here. And when you're standing here, the Holy Spirit will love just to come down like a dove because it'll be totally at one with where you're standing. This is your new standing in Christ. Our feet firmly planted in Him. And we will rest in the Lord. That is the rest that we, we won't be striving anymore. The anointing will break off any yoke. We'll become fat in this paddock and rock. Is it a paddock or a rock? It's both. Very good. Ian's catching up now. <laughs> it's a paddock and a rock now. It's glorious. So, yeah, and we'll become fat. And, and it's the anointing that'll break off the yoke in our lives. Not dealing with all those negative things. I know you give a lot of attention to them. Everything that comes your way. And you're trying your best. I know that. But don't have a coup against Christ. Just let Him do do it because he's the only one that can and he said I do always the things that please the Father and he's done it for you and he said it is finished and so all you do is just stand in that place I want to give you the opportunity this morning if you've never received Jesus as your Savior first of all just to ask him into your life to come and stand here Jesus died on the cross for your sins he he suffered in your place his blood was shed and it is the blood of Jesus Christ that God's Son that cleanses us from all sin or selfishness. That's what sin is. If you've come in here this morning and you're searching for something, it's the love of God that you need. It's the forgiveness of God that you need. It's the joy of the Lord you need. It's the Lord Jesus Christ you need. You can come. God has given you this place, this perfect place to stand in Him. And you can receive Him as your Lord and Savior. And when you receive Jesus, you receive all that He is. All that He is is all that you become in the Spirit. Because you receive new life. And you receive the gift of His perfect righteousness. I couldn't try and be righteous. Ian would find something wrong with me sooner or later, wouldn't you? I, I give up all attempt of trying to earn favor from anyone in the congregation. Or even from God. 
because he's just given me that perfect favor and that perfect standing in his son. And you can have it this morning. That can be yours if you would receive Jesus.